Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Today, I just want to talk a little bit about what you allow into your homes. I go into the homes of a lot of families, and there's some common frustrations that I hear over and over. And so I want to give some power back to you as the parents. So one of the big areas that I see has to do with electronics. Probably every home that I where I work with kids with challenging behaviors, especially if they've been angry, aggressive, violent, there's almost always electronic issue. We'll just call it that. And the issue is that when the parents want the child to do something else or they're saying that it's time to stop doing something that the parents are unable to get the child to stop, to get motivated to do anything else. All they want to do is play video games. And sometimes the parent actually gets hurt in this exchange because the child will hurt the parent if they turn off the video game. So there's some ways that we deal with that so that you're not getting hurt. But what I want to talk to you specifically about today is the problem that you're having with electronics, you don't have to have a big portion of it. There, Yes, they have to have laptops for school a lot of times, but I just want you to know that you do not have to allow this to go on in your homes. It doesn't have to be this way. You can say, no, we're not going to do this. It's not working for us. And And if you're having a lot of meltdowns about the video games or the child grabbing your phone or not being able to get them to, you know, be appropriate on the phones. All of these things are telling you that they're not able to handle that and that it's not helping them. Yes, it's a good distraction. Yes, it keeps them occupied. But the payout, the payback, the payoff (laughs) is not good. You're not getting a good return. Yeah, you're getting some you know, peace and quiet for an hour or so, but the meltdowns, the level of meltdowns and the problems that you're having on the times when they're not on the video games or when you're trying to get them off of videos or trying to get them, you know, you're taking away something because of what they did. It's not worth it. So in our Healthy Foundations family program, we say no electronics for the first 30 days. And this is at least 30 days. And that doesn't mean it's going to, we're counting down the days. The kids are counting down the days, but they have to be able to follow directions. They have to be able to work through difficult emotions. They have to be able to, to get calm. They have to be able to do other things on their schedule. And let me tell you, even after 10 days of the child, whether they're teen or young, not being on their tablets, not being on the video games and reading books and playing family games and interacting with the family in these in these different ways, you are going to be amazed. And your kids, they like it. They like the, the family time. And they may be fussing those first few days when you take those things away and say, we're not going to have these for a while. We're going to do a detox. We're going to get this out of the house. They're, they may have a meltdown, but I am going to tell you that it's not going to be worse than the meltdowns that they've already been having. In, in I would say in 99% of the cases that I work with, there's already been extreme meltdowns. That's why I get called to help. So 
even if you're not dealing with that level of strife about it and you're just you're struggling with trying to monitor it, just consider that you don't have to deal with this. You have enough things to deal with at home that you don't have to have that in your house. So I'm not against um, people having, you know, a TV or electronics or things like that. And I know that your kids feel like they're going to be out of step with everybody else if they're not playing these video games. And my kids grew up by and large without any of that stuff. And they were able to catch up, you know, when they started playing the games or when they were at friend's house, things like that. You know, when we did do videos, most of the time, whether it was games or watching, it was like family, family time. And I know that that they're older and so they are not growing up in the bombardment of how it is now. But my grandkids are also being raised in this way. And I think that when you think about kids that are going to be able to have conversations, they're going to be able to work through hard feelings that are going to be able to enjoy family time and put value on family and relationships in this day and age. Yes, your kids will be different than other kids, but it may be in some positive ways that our society actually needs. So that's my soapbox about it. Let me give you some things that I've also noticed. So in the families where they're having the most problems with kids being on, you know, not sleeping at night, being up all night playing games or on watching movies or being on the TV, all of these kind of things, I would say by and large, those kids also have gaming devices and TVs or lap or, um, some kinds of screens in their bedrooms. And I, I'm just, I don't understand it. You know, if you're having this level of problems, and even if you're not, your child's not sleeping at night, you can't get them to turn the games off. You can't get them to do their chores. They're not doing their homework, all of these kind of things. And then why do we have this in their bedrooms? It's one thing if you want to still keep it in the house and monitor it from, from that way, the higher amount of problems that you're having with it, the more I would just welcome welcome you to consider that this is a battle that you do not have to fight at your house if if you don't want to. So if you've been fighting it for years, dealing with the week that you're going to have of detox, like everybody does with things um, when they have to detox, is going to be hard and it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be a lot better from here on out if you make that plunge. So why not just limit it? You know, why not just you know, have a a little bit, you know, this is what parents want to negotiate with me, especially when we're doing the program, and especially as their kids are older, like, oh, no, like they, they, this is their only contact with their friends. This is their, their only thing. And and I will tell you that, that by and large, the kids that have the biggest struggle, it is truly their gaming is the only time that they actually interact with, with people. And it's all through the screens. So they don't have friends at school. They really struggle with this. So we're limited and taking these things away so that they they learn some better skills. We want them to use some better skills. But, you know, why not just, you know, put limits on it, right? And I, I say, okay, yes, you can. But but what's happening right now is that your child is addicted. And so when you're trying to put limits on it, it's like giving a little bit of something that someone's addicted to, giving them just a little bit. And it's not enough to keep the edge off, but it's also making them more edgy about when about being in control of it, right? It's like they they want to do what they want to do. If they can't turn it off when it's time to turn it off and you're having these battles and you you know you're having a problem, if you can't get them to do anything else, if you're having to use it as a distraction, you know, you be be good, stop crying, blah, 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 here's my phone, um, you're really 
having some problems that, that you need to address. And what I've seen is that even even parents that are trying to limit it, like that's where they're having the most problems. Like you're trying to be a good parent and not have them on, the, on these things all the time. You're trying to get homework done, trying to do family things. And this is a huge distraction that they're not able to get away from. So the other thing that I think is really important about what you allow in your home is, you know, you just have to really ask yourself, like, is this really what you want to be dealing with? And why not not have it, right? They're going to have access to to these things outside of your home, and you can only control what you can control, and you can control what comes into your home. Will you have kids try to sneak things in? Yes, but we just, you know, we work with the schools, and, and we tell them, like, no, no electronics come home, and they can't check this out from the library. Um, if they do have a laptop that's coming back and forth, because I've had some families that are like, well, they're supposed to bring it home and charge it. It's like those things can be charged in your room. You can take control of that. It's your house. You know, and I just want to empower you to deal with it in this really proactive way. Like you are not a victim of the screens, in, especially in your house. Your kids are if you're allowing it, right? So I think it's it's, you know, the same thing as if you're if you're on a special diet, you know, some things like that. Like you don't want to just have that stuff around, right? It's it's very tempting. So a lot of families will have um, like a game console um, or console like put away um, and then they can bring it out for special times as as they get better at following the schedule and being compliant and doing the things they're supposed to do then parents can put that on the schedule. But I'm going to warn you, if you're using it as a bargaining tool, you know, like be good and then you can have more computer time or do what I want and then you can have this. There, your, your kids may not be at a level where they're able to negotiate that. And what I found is that some kids with, their, with problems with their executive thinking and their, their skills is they can be very manipulative about it. So it's like, oh, no, 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 I'll turn it off, I'll turn it off. You know, and then they 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 keep the battle going for a lot longer than it needs to. Where if you completely detox and you take control of it, then that works. So the other piece of this is that if you're going to do this, you need to have the structure in place that you're providing them with other things. So if you're just saying, you know, okay, I'm getting rid of it and we're not going to have it, and then you have no other structure, usually that's that's going to be really hard because you also have kids that that really struggle to find other things to do or to entertain themselves. So you're going to set up your schedule so that they can enjoy these other things. Like you're going to have family time instead. So you're going to keep them busy with what you have structured and scheduled so that they're not missing that. Um, let's talk a little bit about older kids and having a phone. And here's what I hear. I hear, wow, this is the third phone that they've had this this year already. This is they keep, they keep breaking them or they lose them. Okay, why why are we doing this? You know, or they have to be monitored so much that and the parents are constantly they're in this battle, right? They're constantly, you know, taking the phone away because it was inappropriate, and then testing them and giving them back. But we haven't done anything to intervene or to make it different. You know, I have had other kids that are really addicted, you know, to um, to pornography or to some of the inappropriate sites and, and such, and we've had to take phones away for safety reasons, right? And and I and yet I have a lot of parents that 
say, you know, oh, they have to have their phone for safety reasons, right? Um, I I know that kids can survive without it. Um, I know that that they will have access to this stuff even at school, but and and I I think that there's some great parental controls that you can put on if you really do feel like whenever they're out they need to have the phone. I have one kiddo that runs away, and that's where the tracking device is. Um, but it's very rare that they have to have it if they cannot emotionally, mentally handle having it. If they're breaking phones a lot, I mean, these these phones are not cheap, you know. So if you need to have something where they get a hold of you, can you get something cheaper that's, you know, gives you that function to be able to get a hold of them? I know back in the day, my son had a watch that basically he could, I could track where he was and um, he could text me if he needed something. He had, I had control of who he could text. And, um, and that's the other thing, you know, even with who you can control, who they, who they can text, have a lot of parents that will like argue, you know, or tell me, you know, that, you know, they can only text these people. And then they're upset about what this child is texting to their sister or to their grandparent, you know? So it's, it's like, you don't have to do this. (laughs) I just want to make your life easier for you, you don't have to go through these battles. It it doesn't isn't necessary. They the most kids cannot afford the phone plan, so they're not buying their own phone and paying for it. It's a whole different thing. Like once my son got a job and he was able to afford that, like then it's on him. And I will tell you, in the in the couple of years of him being an adult and taking care of it, he's probably gone through it seems like ten phones in that time period. And He's constantly having to get a different phone plan or having to get a different phone. He loses them, breaks them, you know, doesn't pay his bill, whatever. But that's on him. That's up to him. I'm not carrying the weight of that as the adult. And he's not living in my house for me to have to carry that weight. What he, if he was living there, you know, what he brings into my home would matter a lot to me. And I think it should matter to you. And so I just want to encourage you and you can leave us comments and questions You can learn more through the book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids, Building a Bridge to Better Behavior. Feel free to listen to the other podcasts and to subscribe. You know, get the help that you need. I'm not asking you to put yourself at risk, you know, by, by, you know, just cold turkey, you know, getting rid of stuff. But I'm just saying that it's it's an option that I think sometimes as parents we forget that we, we do have more power and it is empowering to us as parents but also it can be empowering for your kids too to see that somebody is in charge and that um, you're not going to you're not a victim to this so that's my spiel about electronics thanks for listening to the parenting bridge do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors pick up a copy of dr michelle alden's new book parenting emotionally distressed kids or for more resources you can click on the link for healthy foundations if you would like to leave a comment or a question for dr alden there's a link in the notes we'll see you next time and remember things can always get better